Okay, I need to like practice my accent. Ready? All right, Sam. How's it going? All right. All right, Laura. How's it going? Why are you all so like? Sounds like. That's my opinion. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Opinionated, where we say opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. And we have a lot of opinions to share with you. Mm-hmm. So this week, Lauren, what are we talking about? What are we discussing our opinions on? Well, if my amazing impression didn't give it away. And my are... awful impression <laughs> did not give it away. We will be talking about something we bonded over when Sam and I first met. Gavin and Stacy. Yeah. Specifically season one. Because we want to talk about all of it, but we're going to save it. We want to drag out Gavin and yeah, Stacey. Each season, each series deserves their own episode. Yes, yeah, very quite true. rightly. Very true. So I think we shouldn't waste any time. I think we should get right into it. Oh, what's occurring? So Gavin and Stacey is a British slash Welsh sitcom. So it started in the late 2000s and finished in 2010 before coming back for a Christmas special in 2019. It is written by James Corden and Ruth Jones and it stars Matthew Horne, Joanna Page, James Corden, Ruth Jones, Alison Steadman, Larry Lamb, Melanie Walters and Rob Brydon to name just a few. There are Mm -hmm. so many more people Mm -hmm. in there. So if you haven't seen Gavin and Stacey, if you're living under a rock, (laughs) we highly recommend that you go and watch it. All of the series is available on BBC iPlayer as well as BritBox right now. It's such a fun time. It won't take you too long to get through it. And then come back and hear our opinions and Mm -hmm. discuss your opinions on it with us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think that to start this all off before we delve into the series, um, Sam and I kind of want to give our reasons behind why we specifically love it and like what draws us so much to this show. So do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so... For me, Gavin and Stacey is, like, such a comfort show. So, like... Yes. I've always loved it, but then moving to uni... um, I'll probably mention this a lot throughout the podcast, but moving to uni, I really struggled at first, and Gavin and Stacey became, like, my comfort show. I don't know if... Have I ever told you that? No, not that it was at uni, And even still now... I love uni now, by the way. um, Don't worry. But still to this day, if I'm ever having, like, a bit of an off day or just feeling a bit, you know, I just need some comfort and I can't find it in, you know, anything else in life... I'm just like BBC iPlayer and I will log on and I will stick Gavin and Stacey on and it's just like an instant mood lifter for me. It's so comforting. And I absolutely love it. And I think what I've realised is like when you meet someone who equally loves Gavin and Stacey, you form a friendship over it. Like it's, it literally like creates relationships. Yes. It's an amazing show. Would you like to show your opinions on yeah, mine's kind of similar in the sense that not when I came to uni mm-hmm. that it became that comfort show for me, but I actually watched it quite late on compared to other mm. people. I started watching it in probably my GCSE year, so it was like yeah. 2018-ish, and I just put it on with my mum. It wasn't kind of like the nicest time, and so to kind of watch that and have such a comforting thing, like you said, and characters that also feel as though they're your family, your friends, yes. and being absorbed in I that world. That's, that's what I love. That's, like, the amazing part of this show is, like, how how amazing the characters are. Like, James Corden and Ruth Jones have created these, like, so, like they are comfort characters in themselves. And I think, like, 
although they're mostly like funny humorous there's also like a side to them where you just love them and i just I just want to squeeze them. I just love them. We can both agree that it's definitely a comfort for us. Yes. And it's something that's really nice and warm and familiar. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to quote things. When I'm able to quote shows, <laughs> that's when you know yeah. it's in my upper echelon yes. of mm-hmm. content to consume. Mm-hmm. So now we've talked about why Gavin and Stacey is so important to us. Let's go on to talk about the show and break it down. Mm-hmm. So we're going to break it down into a few sections for you today. We're going to talk about characters who we like who we don't like our best moments of series one our worst moments Mm -hmm. and then on to our sleigh rating so let's begin and dive into the characters lauren do you want to kick us off just tell me about your favorite characters your worst characters spill okay so what instantly comes to mind with favourite characters, I doubt this will be a surprise. Can I just say as well, me and Sam have like really been holding off on sharing our opinions of Gavin and Stacey <laughs> to one another until this. So I'm very excited to like find out what what your opinions are. Sorry. Um, but no. So first thing that comes to mind, first character, shall I say, is got to be Nessa. Of course. Like, Literally. is that even a question? She is my ultimate favourite character and my mum's, fun fact. She is just absolutely hilarious for so many reasons. Like, I'm sure you you can understand, Sam. Like, Nessa is, yeah, I will say straight away, Nessa's my favourite character too. Really? Yeah, like, 100%. Absolute yeah, in terms of humour, yeah. um, people I just love. There's other characters that I like that I'll say, mm-hmm. but 100% agreed. I think it's just like... I wish I could, like, articulate what it actually is about her character. I think it's the no... She gives no fucks. True. Whatsoever. She does not care what anyone thinks about her. Everything is said so bluntly. It's blunt. It's matter-of-fact. And it is funny. I love the fact that we hear so many things about her, but Mm -hmm. we don't actually know what's true and what's not true. And you think (gasps) think it's not true, (laughs) but you equally are like, it must be true. Oh my god, like, for example, her age. Exactly, and it's so confusing, <laughs> yes. and you never know. Oh my god, no, and her friendship with Stacey as well is, like, such a weird dynamic, yet yes. it works so well. Because in, I think it's episode three, when the two families meet in yeah. Billericay for the first time, mm-hmm. after the engagement has been announced between Gavin and Stacey, and Stacey's, this is so throwaway, mentions who she wants as her maids of honour, Mm-hmm. And she says, Nessa's old stepdaughter, Colette. What? And I, exactly. Why don't so, I remember that? But it's so throwaway. And you wait, Nessa's got a stepdaughter. She went to the circus. She played oh in God, this trumpet yeah. band. She did all this. And it's like, what? Yeah. And that's what I love about it in this history. And she just is so amazing. And I, <laughs> I even love right from the first episode when they're enacting out a scene in case Stacey is attacked in the middle of the night. And... Bryn is asking her to really act it out and then Nessa just goes for it and it gets to the alarm like going away yeah. and she just says, you perverted piece of shit. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and it just caught. Oh my God, so yes. I love it. No, I absolutely love her. And I think what I love is like, like you said, the fact that she literally gives no fucks. Yes. Like this woman does whatever the fuck she wants, whenever the fuck she wants. We stan. I absolutely love Nessa. I feel like I want to get more into it, but I feel like it'll be easier to when we discuss, like, our fave moments. Yes. So do you want to move on to a different character? Yeah. I want to talk about 
first of all, generally, the families, I think, are really interesting. I was just going to say quickly. Yeah. Do you have a preferred family? And family includes Nessa in... Okay, yeah. Let's, let's go on. Let's talk about the families quickly. Yeah. And then talk about later. Yeah. Our preferred family. Slay idea. Okay. So the Shipmans and the Wests, I actually think it's a really interesting parallel because I think in each family you do have a parallel. So I think Mick and Gwen are kind of similar hmm. and Pam and Bryn in the sense that Pam and Bryn are kind of actually a bit annoying and weird and they'd be <gasps> a nightmare to live with. Whereas Gwen and, and Mick, Mick, and they're like, they keep the they're family rational. together. Because my other favourite characters are actually probably Gwen and Mick. Sam, what? But because from a character no. standpoint, as in not necessarily humour, but the fact that Mick has to deal with Pam, because Pam is actually... Oh, but it's hard. As in, my characters who I just think actually deserve more love are Mick and Gwen, because they put up with a lot. They suffer through a lot. That's so crazy to me, because literally, like, I love Mick. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I do love Mick. I think Gwen deserves more. Yes. Like, Gwen deserves more, as in, like... Not even, like, as a human being, but just in terms of the show. Like, I think she deserves more screen time. She deserves a bigger character arc. But because she doesn't have that, I don't... She's not up there for me. Yeah, But it's nothing personal against mm. her. But Pam... Pam is an icon. Oh, my God, no. I thought you didn't like her. Oh, no, I do love her. That's oh, okay, what I'm saying. Okay, I'm saying okay. as in she would be a nightmare to live with. Okay. But she's an iconic character. I was going to say, like, I... I was going to walk out. I was literally about to up and leave. I was about to drop out of uni over that, Sam. Um, but yes, no. Uh, to be fair, I see what you mean. Like, Mick, I love Mick so much. He's so rational. He's such a big contrast to Pam specifically. But I think that their relationship works so well. Like, oh, I love Pam. But on the note of Pam that I want to talk about is that in various behind-the-scenes snippets, you see that Ruth Jones and James Corden actually wrote the part of Pam, if I'm not mistaken, for, for Alison Steadman. Yeah, they did. Because they worked with her on a show called Fat Friends, which I've never seen. I've never seen. But when you hear Alison Steadman in interviews, I don't know if you ever have. No. Please Does she go sound? and watch her afterwards. In fact, I'll get her up now. Because we never thought it would happen. Yeah. Um, I was convinced it had been 10 years, you know, I've got asked over and over again. And I said, no, I know it's definitely not going to happen. Why is her voice so low? <laughs> like, Pam's probably like, Mick, I'm not being funny in that. She's like, so calm, so relaxed. That's what I mean. It's such good acting and such a good character yes. role. She's too calm in that blows me away. Exactly. It's so good. Oh my God, no. She's amazing. Mm. Um, What about Bryn? Because, can I just really quickly voice something about Bryn? Everyone who I've watched Gavin and Stacey with, so like my close family and stuff, don't like Bryn. But I think it's because they can't see past the fishing trip. Whereas for me, I kind of can... I just view Bryn as like, hello, I find him really funny. I find him really awkward. And I do find him to be a creep personally. Mm-hmm. Not just from the fishing trip. We don't know what happened on the fishing trip. But I think that he's just a creep the way he is in later series with, even this series with Gavin, he says, oh, sit on the same seat as me. Yeah, to be honest, like, you know, the bit with um, Smithy where they're like doing the workout. 
Yeah, in yeah. in series two, exactly. And I think that interestingly for me, one thing that I see Bryn as, and this is my university brain analyzing everything <laughs> to the highest degree. Yeah. So it's far too much. But I personally think that Bryn is a closeted man in oh, his sexuality. No, he fully is. Like and he has to be. Exactly. And I think that actually he has been deprived of a lot of love in in his early life. And if you hear things about Stacey's father and the way that he yeah trevor kind of treated them a bit weird and didn't Mm -hmm. let them celebrate things yeah i actually think that he probably was deprived of a lot of love and was maybe even teased by his brother yeah and he's actually internalized a lot of stuff and yes it manifests in stuff that is entirely inappropriate Mm -hmm. but in i do get the sense why you why he is likable because i think i feel for him and i think he's lonely deep down so that's why i do feel for him I think, you know, even in the moments where Gavin has all of his friends... Sorry, this is me, like, jumping ahead. But, like, Mm. when Gavin has all of his friends come and stay and, like, Bryn sets up the room for them. Mm. Do you know what... Do you remember what I'm on about? And little things like that where, yeah, I agree. Because, obviously, in the reunion, Mm. um, they... Well, not the reunion. In the latest Christmas special in 2019, he... It's announced that Nessa and uh, Neil, the baby... (laughs) Uh, they live with Bryn, so at least he had like a little bit of a, a little bit of a happy ending. Yeah. He's got people living with him now, so that's what's important. But but I get what you mean. I do yeah. find him creepy. I do find him creepy though. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't see past that. Maybe not. See past maybe the not. Trip? Maybe not so much in series one. Actually, in series one, it's actually kind of hinted in stuff. Um, some moments I love in season one i think i think he might have got the ipod nano but i also love how enthusiastic he is when they're in the church for reading the bands for stacy and gavin Mm -hmm. and they have to go to the church service yeah and the vicar's asking about the sandwich the sandwiches yeah and he says i just like cheese there it is (laughs) i I love that and those simple joys but that's so good the little moments of Bryn. Maybe not the bigger picture, but... Yes. We'll let it slide for the little moments. Who I do want to talk about quickly, Smithy, because he is a big character. I think it's actually quite hard because I don't know whether you feel about this and my perception. There's quite a lot of animosity towards James Corden. Yeah. There's a lot of harsh feelings towards As James Corden yeah. recently. I think it's I think it's partly because in the past there have been some very awkward moments. So I don't know if you know mm. the way he's acted at the BAFTAs and in a restaurant in a restaurant recently. Yeah. But the BAFTAs was whilst Gavin and Stacey was on, oh. and there was a, this moment with Patrick Stewart. But basically, Patrick yeah. Stewart and him had a standoff, oh. kind of on a stage. And later on, he's been in lots of musicals and people haven't liked that. (gasps) But basically, the problem I have with Smithy now is that I sometimes don't know whether I can separate James Corden from Smithy. And if that's marred my view, because as Mm. a character earlier on, I actually find Smithy not very nice. I need to like reflect on that. Because in series one, you kind of see him complaining to Gavin about being with Stacey. And I know they're friends, but he should be happy yeah, I think, and... like, the, the thing is, like, a lot of Smithy's character is the fact that he's, like, extremely immature. Yeah. Um, But even, like, things that I never would have even questioned, but, like, now that I'm reflecting on it, again, probably from, like, a university, like, yeah. this, like, my uni student brain on, but, like, you know the moment in series one when he's, like, oh, um... Stacey's mate better be fit. Yeah. And they're, like... And then when he sees Nessa, who's, you know... How do I word like she not like a conventionally 
a truck oh. by societal standards yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Bloody, bloody society yeah um yeah so like when when they're initially meeting up and he turns around to gavin and he literally starts like being like oh my god she's so ugly like i swear he he says like he calls her like it or that thing or something so looking back i'm like yeah i completely agree with you there actually i don't think he's a very likable character no. in series and one on that note as well when they go to the pub in episode two the shipments with stacy and dawn and peter there mm-hmm. and they're doing the pub quiz and stacy yeah. is absolutely hammered they leave the pub and he actually almost tries to undo Stacey. Pam's... Oh, Pam. He tries to undo Pam's coat and, like, talks about how her, her, her yeah. cleavage is... Oh, and I lovely remember actually, and I'm like, mm, I feel like his whole, character, his whole character is, like, rooted on this, like, immature, like, yeah. virgin kind of standards. But then I do wonder if that is to set it up because I think when we talk about it in the future... yeah he does have an evolution so i can't necessarily yeah. be mad but definitely in this series in series one mm-hmm. he isn't that likable and he's kind yeah. of a bit horrible i agree mm. i think what i find really funny is that we've spoke about most of the main characters yes yet the show is called gavin and stacy yeah and we've not spoke about gavin, gavin and, and stacy yet and i think that's kind of like a general thing i've seen a lot mm. of like twitter posts and memes and stuff being like how funny is it that it's called gavin and stacy yet the least interesting characters are gavin and stacy so i wonder what you think about that yeah because i think that originally james corden and ruth jones wrote it because i think james corden was at a wedding somebody's wedding and it was these two families and i think it possibly was from wales and essex or two different parts of the uk and they were coming together and he just noted down all of these different characters and people and it was originally meant to kind of be this 60 minute episode or 90 minute film for the bbc and they asked for it to be developed into a series and so i think that almost idea of the wedding and the marriage gavin and stacy almost act as the story points and for everybody else to act off of and i do love them as characters but i think that's why they're not as big because that's kind of the main storyline and you do see things i think like they definitely are constructed as like plot points in a way because obviously if it wasn't for them too we wouldn't have all of these you know bizarre interesting interactions between the wales family and the essex family but interestingly one thing i find is that gavin is actually probably out of everyone him and mick are the most normal characters Hmm. in grounded and gavin finds a lot of things even in essex ridiculous and the way that smithy acts ridiculous whereas stacy obviously is a bit more over the top Mm -hmm. but they equally are kind of the neutral people and i it sounds i get what you mean it sounds bad i don't really have much to say about them they are quite simple yeah um but that's not a bad thing. They're no. just nice characters. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a good thing in a way because it's yeah. like we don't we're not you know massively chatting shit about them. So yeah. on that note, is there anyone you would like to massively chat shit about? Any characters from season one who you like? Not chat shit, but one couple I kind of love and hate simultaneously. Hmm. When I say that's too strong word, one couple that I love but also irritate me are Pete and Dawn oh, because yes. they are perfectly written i think and i do love how wacky they are and how pam does say a line in episode two about how they do love each other really they'd never Mm -hmm. stare look at anybody else Mm -hmm. obviously we can 
see how actually maybe their relationship is problematic and they argue. But I do kind of love them. Mm-hmm. And when they try and engage in the role play at the end of series one at the wedding and Pete's got, if you remember, he's got his sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. And I think I do kind of love them. I just want to have a throwaway point in there about them because I just think they're kind of iconic yeah, characters. Yeah, sometimes I get, I think that they're forgotten about a little bit because they're yeah. not like specifically part of the family. Um, whereas obviously everyone else, like Nessa isn't specifically, but mm. it feels like she's part of the family. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- this is my, my thing about Pete and Dawn though, like by the end of series three, Am I a little bit bored of the... Because in a way, it kind of is like the same thing. They come on, they have this argument and then they Mm. make up kind of thing. But I guess we'll let them get away with it because they are like such side characters, like very obviously intentionally crafted as a side character that they kind of do get away with it because they just pop in and out and... Yeah. It's not terrible, but I think just on reflection, sometimes we're a bit like, come on, I want a little bit more from you guys. Good Maybe point. a spin-off show. Maybe we should mm. make one. <laughs> Pete and Dawn. Are there any other characters? Quickly, Doris. I personally think in this series, you don't see her shine that much. You don't see yeah. her. I feel but like... More, few... more, is, yeah, more is to come. I just want to put a little tidbit saying yeah. Doris is emerging as a character. Yeah. She's not really fully here in that series, yeah. but kind of... See you later, Doris. See you later. And then one other... I have two other points, but the first one I want to say is I don't like Gavin's and Smithy's friends. They scare me. Well, yeah, it's because so they're just... men and all men scare us, Sam. Yeah. Let's be honest. True. Um, I do like Russell Tovey in here as Budgie with the ears. Honestly, all of their friends... I like Russell really... Tovey as an actor, though, so that's why I'm pointing out. Yeah, but... I think all of their friends, honestly, it sounds awful, but they kind of just blend just into one. Just give me the ick. And also, when... They scare me. Is it Fingers or Dirtbox? Or I bu- can't remember who... What, what's who the Chinese has, Who has the sexual encounter with one of Stacey's friends. Mm, that don't. makes me feel... I, that's actually one of my least favourite moments. Yeah. But, yeah, I just wanted to put a note in as well. I don't, but I think that's the point. They're meant to be kind of awkward and maybe not yeah. very nice, but ugh. Trigger warning, scary men. Yep. We skip that bit when we're having a bad day. To wrap it up, though, to to complete the characters and talking about names, do you know the link between the Wests? Oh, yeah. The Shipmans and the Sutcliffs. Wait, Sutcliffs? Yeah, Dawn and Pete Sutcliffe. No, I know, but like, is that a serial killer as well? Yeah. Who? What's the what's the? I can't killer? tell you off the bat, but they are all. I know, I know that um, Shipman and West. Yeah. So, what do you think about all of the surnames being oh my the God. names of serial killers? Because that is nuts. I think it's so random. Obviously, it's intentional, but hilarious. It's so random. Such a. It's a nice little Easter egg, mm. I guess. But it just feels so bizarre. Yeah. Have do you know whether they've ever come out and been like, yeah, this is why? Oh, it's. I don't think there's a why. I, I literally think they just did it because they thought it was funny. Which is, I think that's. I mean, that's the whole enough. point of some of them. I think some things in there are random, like the fishing yeah. trip and unexplained, and that's how they're meant to be. The one thing I will say about the serial killer surnames is, why did I think it's Pam? Why do they like state it? I quite liked it as like a little Easter egg, but when they explicitly like Doris announced talks it, in, about oh, it. is it Doris? Yeah. I just feel like it could have been actually left. good point. 
So, is that a wrap on the characters? Are you satisfied with so. the characters? Yeah, like we said. Some up. Door. We'll it's see you brief, later. It's a brief sprinkling. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's very erratic, these comments, um, we're sorry. We're getting used to it. But yeah. we hope you can follow us along. Now we're going to talk about our... Should we start with the worst moments and end with the best? Okay, I yeah. I think that's nice. We'll end on a positive note. Yes. So let's let's kind of finish. Let's start with the worst moments. Things that we just didn't like in this series, that we're not a fan of, that are less funny, that I maybe haven't aged well, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to start? I mean, I can. The one that springs to mind immediately, I'm sure that you're not going to be surprised by this, is the fishing trip. Okay. Just because... Is it spoken much about in season one? Yeah. It is. I think what's frustrating about the fishing trip is, like, we can sit here and speculate for hours, but knowing that James Corden and Ruth Jones literally recently came out and said that... I don't know. Do you know this? They themselves have absolutely no clue what happened on that fishing trip, and they said that they will never have an answer because they themselves are aware of the fact that... Oh, I like that. I, I like it because... I think that what is implied on this fishing trip is basically some form of incest between Uncle Bryn and Jason. Yeah. Is that what you get? That's what I think. I think that's kind of the general idea. And it is a bit um, icky when you... obviously. Well, not obviously. It is icky and uncomfortable yeah. to think about, obviously. Yeah. And I think in an interview, Ruth Jones said something along the lines of like, the humour from 2010 mm-hmm. is not the same humour as 2021. I think Good she did point. the interview. It was, mm-hmm. well, whatever year, whatever year she did the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's like my standout kind of moment, but I feel like that's kind of spread across all of the series. Specifically for season one, though, do you want to... I mean, when I say worst moments, I'm not sure if there's anything that necessarily gives me the ick. I probably... I just don't like when they go to the stag night in the Hindu, I yeah. kind of find it a bit, ugh, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, I just can't explain it. When I watch that episode, I kind of go, ugh, yeah. I have to watch this one. I think it's as well because, like, Stacey's friends, do we ever even see them again? No. So I think that's kind of a part we of We see them a couple, but not much. I think, like, we can both agree and we'll elaborate on it, like, in, in a little bit, but our favourite moments are probably, like because of our favourite characters, mm. or at least include them. So I feel like the hen doing the stag night, just in the sense that, well, we've already acknowledged we don't like Gavin's friends. Yeah. Stacey's friends come and go within the same episode. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably a reason. But also, me and Sam hate clubbing. Yes, So that I think is that's a big probably thing. a big thing to do with it, because I just find it, like, so... Hard to like, hard. I can't articulate, but like, just hard to relate to. Not necessarily that funny. Mm. Um, I was gonna say, what's your opinion on like the episode one, the hotel room scene when Gavin, Stacey, Nessa, and Smithy are drunk, and they go back to the hotel and basically have hanky fanky. I do find some of it funny obviously the awkward thing in the shocking moment which is why i think i mentioned gavin being the relatively normal one mm. is because stacy nessa and smithy all come in as if to say 
oh, yeah, let's do the hanky-panky in front of mm. each other. It's fine. And then Gavin is actually saying, mm, no. Absolutely not. No, and is yeah. the voice of reason. I'm interested to hear your thoughts because I hadn't thought about that. It doesn't give me the ick. I just find some of it funny. And it's obviously implied that... I don't know what I you just... think. It's implied that Smithy and Nessa have anal. Yeah. But, but she gives but she... anal. Yes. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, do you think for the first episode... It's a little bit, like, too in your face. I don't think it's in your face. I think Mm -hmm. it's more subtle. But I think equally what's maybe different by today's standards is Smithy says, oh, is it normal for people to do this happen? Because actually discussions have become more open about sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so maybe that, not that it hasn't aged well, but it's just a little Mm -hmm. bit like... I do do see the humour in it, but, like, just as a personal opinion... I don't find like sexual humour always that funny. funny. Yeah. Especially in Gavin and Stacey. I was going to speak about in that scene between um, the four of them in episode one Mm. when Smithy is wearing Nessa's thong. Yeah. I like that. That's funny. Yeah. I think that's funny. But yeah, I don't know about like, you know. I, wa- the, I watched that first episode so long ago now that, like, mm. when I watch it now, it's just kind of normal to me. But, I'm like, if I watched that for the first time, me being me now... Would it surprise you? Would I have yeah. been a bit like, hmm, I'm not sure. Something to something to think about. Another moment that I find... is Again, these aren't bad moments. I don't think it's, like, badly written. I just find now kind of... When Pam <laughs> panics about not having vegetarian food... Oh. And then lying and saying, I'm a vegetarian. That is a moment, you know, when... I don't in, find that funny. But do you know when in every TV show you want to... Sh- even though you know what the outcome is, you want to shout it every time and be like, please, just don't say it. It's yeah. so embarrassing. Admit that you're not a vegetarian. Yeah. That's the moment that I... Every time I go, ah, so yeah. cringe and embarrassing. I so just... again, it's not bad. I don't hate it. I don't think it's irrelevant. It is kind of funny. But it's it's a moment yeah. that I go, I wish I could change every time you know, not to stop. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I wouldn't have even thought of that. But like mm. now that you've said it, it does frustrate me as well. Yeah. And is it episode two? two? No, what, three. Episode, episode three. In episode three, when they first meet and Pam's like really flustered, um, introduce them and she's like, oh no, um, it's not for you. I'm vegetarian, blah, blah, blah. I just... Maybe again, because I've rewatched it so many, many times. times. Maybe it's that, but I'm always just like, oh, for God's sake. Like, I don't really mm. find it that funny. But I do love Pam as a character still. But yeah, yeah, it's not a moment where I'm like, oh, my God, get this woman off my screen. It's yeah. more just like, come on, Pam. Like It has got great lines, though, like when she also says, oh, that'll be my nut roast. Yes. And <gasps> when Gwen makes, makes her it. the chilli <laughs> and she says, I made you some... Uh, cauliflower cheese but I'm not putting any cheese in it because I'm not sure if you had dairy or not yes I was going to say that it's basically cauliflower with a bit of onion oh my god and she's just like oh you're going to have to smack on my some mate yes um, sorry about my accent guys by the way <laughs> no, <laughs> no you're right it's amazing it's amazing no. you know the bit in um, season 2 when like Stacey catches her eating ham in the kitchen and she's like oh you've caught me I'm like you're eating you're eating ham, Pam. No, that's not, let's cut that. <laughs> you're eating ham, Pam. It's yeah. like, you've got to be like the ham, Pam. <laughs> but that's probably my own last minute. And then there's one last thing in episode six. There's a bit in that previous episode when they're on the stag night and a girl that 
Smithy and Gavin are talking to, ask, they are, she asks about him and they go, oh, he's gay, he's gay. And then in episode six, I think it's Jason's partner, so Stacey's brother Jason, who's gay. And Gavin says, oh, if I was gay, I'd like to be like him. And Smithy says, oh, me too. And Gavin talks about, oh, you'd have to lose some weight. Fat gays are like outcasts. Hmm. And that just, I don't know. I can't fully explain it. Just, I feel like that wouldn't be written today. Just gives me a little bit of it. I also think like, yeah, like you said, it wouldn't be written today, but equally it's kind of like even back then. Even still though, I'm like, is that really relevant? Mm. I, yeah. Okay, so they were all of our moments that, we don't hate any moments in Gavin and Stacey, let's be honest, but moments where we're a bit like, mm, not our faves. But Sam... Would you like to move on to the more positive side of Gavin and Stacey and tell us any of your favourite scenes, moments, anything you loved about it? Yes. So I'll start off with one and it's in episode two and it's where Gavin decides to propose to Stacey. (gasps) And it is hilariously funny in my opinion. Oh, he gets arrested, doesn't he? Because... And it would happen, though. <laughs> That's because it would be people's reactions if someone just jumped over a train barrier. But I love how Stacey is standing on the train and he's about to propose. And then it says, stop. Yes. <laughs> What's in the box? And he's got all these red things on him. And then yes. it's, and it's when the moment in particular is when he's nestled to the ground and Stacey grabs the ring and he goes, yeah. look, Gav, it fits, it fits. Oh. <laughs> oh. And that's why I love that moment. It's so funny. Yes. It's chaotic. It's brilliant. I love that moment. One of the really big laugh out loud moments for me from the first series. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I really, oh my God, I want to, this is making me want to rewatch it so bad. Um, you know when they go wedding shopping? Yes. So as a group, the wedding fair. they go a wedding fair mm. and they all split off. They go and do loads of little bits. Matt Lucas features in it, doesn't he? Yes, I quite yeah. love it funny and it's the bit where nessa is like trying on yes i know the bit you mean she tries on what is it she tries on like does she try in a wedding dress and then no she tries on like a dominatrix style outfit it's such like a moment where i feel like i've never fully thought about but it's such a funny like wholesome i love that scene so much when they're all like doing their own thing and um Pam's like, we'll pay for the whole wedding. And Gwen's like, oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. No, I really like that moment. But also what's so amazing about that moment for me, it's so subtle, but the person selling all of the wedding dresses and outfits says, oh, Nessa, you look fabulous. And she says, I know. I feel it. Exactly. Is that, is that the line? Yes. yes! And it's yes. that confidence. And it's so throwaway. It's so casual. And it's like, actually, yeah, why wouldn't you feel fabulous? You're amazing. You're stunning. Mm-hmm. You're iconic. Serve. We all need to take a leaf out of her book, honestly. Exactly, and that's I need why I her confidence. I need her confidence. Yes. Um, do you have any other? I also really like generally one of my favorite episodes is probably episode three when the Wests come over for the first time to Billericay and they just all interact. And I think that's when the show is strongest for me. Moments when they're all together, the family are there. And they're interacting, they're having a party and a get-together. And they have arguments, they have funny, humorous bits. And I just really, really like that that mm-hmm. episode. And I, I think do it's like their so interaction. Fun. And I love that. When he's like, my name is Bryn, and it means hill in Welsh. Yeah, I love so that good. bit. Another moment that I really, really like that's an emotional moment that always 
gets <gasps> me teary eyed in a way. Oh my god! Is wait also in the wedding episode? In I episode was going to say. Can I ask? Can I predict what you're going to say? Mm-hmm. Is it when Bryn and Stacey are in the car together yeah. and he reads out um, the letter from uh, Stacey's dad, Trevor? Yes. And oh, every time that makes me sob. I sob at that scene every time I've seen it. I'm so sorry. I've just know. entirely interrupted you. But it's because for me, I'm always getting teary about it now. It's not the bit that gets me is um when he's reading the letter back and it's the moment where her dad has written if you ever need me, I'll be listening because you've never stopped being my beautiful baby girl. And that to me just just from a point for everyone talking about loss and losing someone, which I think has always been profound but really profound in recent years, is that idea that the idea that the people we love never leave us and are always there looking out for us and we can speak out to them. That's what gets me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, sorry for getting rich, but no, I think... No, don't, I'm trying to like not think that's about why it. I like, that's why I like the power of sitcoms. Sometimes it doesn't work, but I think that's mm-hmm. a moment for me where it does work. And they don't always try and pull it. I think there's some moments in the show where they do try for emotion and I think it doesn't work that we can mm-hmm. talk about in later episodes. But that moment that for moment, me is so powerful and so amazing. I mean, and I love it with fact, every fibre of my being. Even the fact that I was just like, wait, is it this? Because mm. it's so standout, like in that season in particular. Like, And I think what's emotional about it is like, as a girl who hopefully one day will get married, like putting yourself in her shoes and kind of going, oh my God, like, I would never want that to be me. Exactly. But like, oh, it's such a beautiful moment as well, just between them. Bryn and Stacey because I think you know how we kind of acknowledged before Bryn is constantly just kind of used as like this he's kind of just exploited as just like this character who's you know light-hearted always just funny humorous like there's not really the other side to him mm. but then in this moment like there's just a complete like they completely step away from any humor and just completely like you get absorbed in the letter and it's so emotional. Mm. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, I think that's a really it's powerful moment. It's such a beautiful scene. And I love I love the Snow Patrol music. Sometimes it's chasing cars. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that song's really cringe in when it's used in certain contexts, but I actually think it works really beautifully for the wedding episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. Another yeah. moment that I quite like, that mm-hmm. I don't know if you think, because we talked about how we don't like clubbing. Yes, and we loathe it <laughs> in episode five Bryn is under the impression that gav has not had his stag because they don't want to reveal that they didn't invite Bryn because he wanted mm-hmm. to go to gavin's stag do mm-hmm. so they end up having another one and what i really like until it goes ends up going downhill because gavin finds out that stacy's been married <gasps> what you actually see is in that stag do, in the one that where they've been out to the club, it ends up them being in a chippy, actually like really low and sad and fighting with each other. Mm. And Smithy storms off and they've kind of gone out for a final night and they've argued. But then with the one where they actually just go to a pub, a few of them with and Bryn. talk, they're laughing, they're having mm-hmm. a good time. And that to me preaches what I think we like in our, <laughs> in our, in our social lives. Like, you know what? Going out, maybe having yeah. one drink, going home, being in bed. Yes, I will forever stand by going out and being home by nine, please. Yes, 
Governor Stacey, Governor Stacey morally instructs the audience. I'm like, I'm going to write an essay. Clubbing is bad. <laughs> Clubbing's not good, guys. Staying out beyond 9pm will only end in <laughs> fights and breakups and finding out that your girlfriend is... Oh, no, he finds out in the pub, doesn't he? That Stacey's yes. engaged. Can we talk about that moment? Yeah, so let's talk about what do you think about Stacey's kind of past life? Do you want to talk about, when I say past life, what do you think about Stacey's backstory? I think it's a little bit brushed over, to be honest. Mm. Like, when I kind of think about her as a person, it doesn't instantly come to mind. Like, she's been engaged seven times. Um, But I definitely think, like, now that I'm kind of, like, sitting and reflecting on it, it's such a random kind of moment. Mm. I don't really know how I feel about it. I disagree with her not telling him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like such a sad moment when he finds out and he's stood on a doorstep and he yeah. goes, you've been engaged seven times. That bit makes me sad. But yeah, I'm not sure. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think it's kind of not fully... It's yeah, not it developed. is brushed over. It's yeah. not fully developed. But I do like the idea that they do make up in the end. Mm-hmm. And that they... I think, to be honest, though, I quite like it because I think it's really easy to just see Stacey, as we kind of said before, Mm. as like this bubbly, can do no wrong character. She's funny. She's ditzy. But I quite like the fact that they like, you know, inputted a little evil, a little evil background for a little, you know, a little bump in the road. No one's perfect. Are those your favourite moments? Is there anything else you want to discuss in that kind of area? I'd love to continue, but I feel like I want to. I want to get into season two and three, so we'll have okay. to save it. Um, I think so that we should. The only, the last thing oh. I want to before we wrap yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I want to ask you, Lauren, is actually when you look at it, Gavin and Stacey have been talking on the phone for quite a while, a number of months, and they meet for the first time. Gavin goes up to Wales and says, "If you first say it first, I'll say it back," and it's like, "I love you." Mm-hmm. And then Stacy comes. And then Stacy comes. They have a small argument. Then Stacy goes up to Billericay, and then that's when engagement is proposed. When you actually think about it, th- that's a very sudden jump into marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And actually, when you look at it like that, that's the only thing. So I just think, if you were in this situation, would you, would you have done that? Do you think that's believable? It's kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's so interesting. I've never thought because I think like the thing I love about Gavin and Stacey is how real it is. Exactly. And that's the only moment that I think is that real. That's literally the only moment. I guess in a way it kind of was maybe just a way of being like, okay, we need this relationship to form fast because we need to get these characters to meet. Yeah. And to be fair, I suppose that the show is ridiculous in a sense. So it just adds to that ridiculous nature. But like me personally, if I was Stacey, would I have been like, I don't know, though, because that's the power of love, I guess. Like, if she mm. really, you know, they obviously loved each other, you know, what was it, like, ten years later, they've got three kids. So, yeah. yeah, it obviously worked out very well for them. But, yeah, very interesting, very interesting question. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our sleigh rating <laughs> and overall thoughts of Series 1 of Gavin and mm-hmm. Stacey. So, Lauren, what is your sleigh rating for the first series of Gavin and Stacey? I'm going to say four out of five sleighs. My reason being, by the end of the series, I will have a different 
different number but you'll have to come back to that um but i think that you know for series one it's amazing but it's just not developed enough yet that's what i'd say it loses the one sleigh just because i've got to save that i've got to save the sleigh for it developing Mm -hmm. but overall amazing series i've honestly rewatched it so many times forced yes. my entire family to watch it constantly mostly around christmas um but yeah absolutely love it so sam let's move on to you shall we what would you rate gavin and stacy series one out of so five i would rate series one i'm scared if you're gonna be mad i, I would be. rate it three and a half i'll accept that out of five slays because it's similar to you, I think when I actually go back and rewatch it, more often than not, I start at series two. Hmm. Okay. Sometimes, or, or if I want to get into the more humorous, mm. because I think it's like you said, I think this series is still really funny and it sets so much stuff up that then makes it so good later yeah. on. And my rating will 100% mm-hmm. increase. But I just think that for, there are just more episodes or moments in this series that I think, oh, I have to kind of watch this bit to then get to the funnier yeah. bits. So like I said, when they go out on the stag do, yeah. sometimes the, the setup of episode one is actually, it's still good, but it's like, uh, I have yeah. to wait for the setup. And some moments yeah. in the wedding episode, I find a bit... Uh, yeah, a bit boring. So I think it's those things that I still love it. It's amazingly mm-hmm. written. It's such a good setup, but it just hasn't developed enough yes. yet. So such a strong, solid, amazing start, but not fully there mm-hmm. as... A pinnacle of comedy yeah. yes well on that note thank you ever so much for tuning in and we hope that you enjoyed thank you so much if you stayed until the end and we hope that you come back for more especially if you love gavin and stacy just as much as we do we are going to do an episode on season two season three and the christmas special yes and if any of you have your own opinions that you would love to share with us about the podcast about what we could do better improve on if there's anything you want us to talk about it could literally be anything then please let us know And we hope that you join us next time. Thank you ever so much for listening and we will see you next time, hopefully. Thank you. Bye. Bye.